0: Is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim
1: Palmer. I am the dream business coach living my dream lifestyle here on my boat in currently in Charleston, South Carolina. I've got an interview today, which I know you're gonna love the topic, and I presume you're gonna love the guest because we've just been chatting it up. Um, Her name is Kathy Guggenauer, and she is in the world of virtual assistants. And she's got a big career herself as a VA, and now she trains others how to do it. As you know, this is how I grew, well, at least six successful businesses, because I've never had an employee other than myself. I've used a whole team. So I love this whole topic. Um, Let me give her, let me tell you a little bit about her. After finding the courage to say bye-bye to the corporate marketing career, Kathy built a six-figure virtual assistant business from her tiny house in the middle of a forest. She said her house is about the size of my boat. Today, she teaches professional women how to create their own work-at-home virtual assistant and virtual expert businesses. So they, too, can enjoy the freedom, flexibility, and financial security they desire and deserve. Kathy and her expert VA and virtual expert training programs have been featured in Forbes, the Huntington Post, Huffington Post, excuse me, Good Housekeeping, all you and the wealthy freelancer. And you can learn more about her at virtualexperttraining.com. I'm sure we'll get to that at the end if I went too fast. Kathy, how are you from your tiny home in the middle of a forest?
2: Well, I'm feeling very jealous of you right now, Captain Jim, because <laughs> we have about 12 inches of snow. <gasps>
1: oh, my. Right now
2: here in Missouri.
1: Yeah. And
2: um, today we're having a heat wave. And I would sing the song if I had any singing voice at all, because yesterday our temperature was negative four. And that's not wind chill. Today we're to twelve. And I never thought I would be so excited to have temperature of twelve.
1: And how much heat? <laughs> what, do you, what kind of heat does it take to heat a 500 square foot home?
2: Yeah. So primarily we heat with wood, but we do have uh, electric baseboards, which by the way, I don't know if you've heard on the news, but a lot of, um, electric companies are not able to supply the same level of electricity as they are supposed to. And so our electric baseboards haven't been working very well. So until today, it was only 60 degrees in our house. Well, I've I've got a lot of layers on.
1: Yeah. I've been seeing (laughs) these, um, pictures of windmills frozen, um, ice encrusted, yeah. um, solar panels. So fire up right. the old generators from time ago, but we don't, we're not going to talk about that topic today. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you're warm. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like you're warm. So first of all, did I say your name pronounced correctly? Oh
2: you so perfectly. It, I it's nailed amazing.
1: it. Huh? Well, good. You okay. Nailed it. So I'm always interested in the backstory when, so I know you were a, um, what I call a corporate muckety muck. Somebody who got into the whole corporate lifestyle. Uh, and then, and then I wasn't you, a
2: muckety muck.
1: No, you. What were? What yeah. were you? What was your word? I
2: was word? a corporate grunt. Oh, grunt. look at that. Corporate okay. Corporate
1: grunt. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you yeah. did that for a while, and then did the entrepreneurial bug just bite? Bite you? right there and you had to go grab it or did it take a while? Did you, did you, you know, get passed over or like, what was the impetus for you leaving this steady paycheck?
2: Yeah. So, um, no, I never had the entrepreneurial bug Hmm. that, you know, I was raised in an era. Um, I'm 64 now, Jim. Okay. And I was 40 at the time that this happened. I'd been with a fortune 500 company for almost 20 years. And they really didn't have a very high opinion of me, so when I asked why I wasn't getting promoted, they told me I laughed and smiled too much, and until I changed that about myself, I was never going anywhere Goodness. further in that corporation. Yep. And at the age of forty, I had fifteen more years minimum before I could retire with any kind of uh, retirement package. Right. And, and uh, FYI, that 15 years has passed, even though I quit, and I would not have gotten a really good retirement because they changed a lot of things. Um, So what I did was I started looking at my options and I was like, I'm not going to change this about myself. It, I know it's kind of unheard of, but I like who I am. I enjoy laughing and smiling. Um, and I put together a plan and quit that J-O-B. I spell it because I believe in spelling out curse words. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And when I gave my resignation notice, that same boss who told me I laughed and smiled too much said, this is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. You will Hmm. never be able to replace this income. And um, this was about 1996. I was making about 50,000 and um, in the first three years as a VA, I earned 106 thousand and I have wow. gone on much like you uh, to create four successful online businesses and I am my only employee.
1: Good for you. And I know you have two golden yeah. retrievers so I saw that on your blog. Are they still with you?
2: Yeah, You're I all- actually have three now um, because you <laughs> ever you know we always like to have two so that they have companions yeah and one, was actually we were told to put him down and we said you know we need one more overnight with him and that was two and a half years ago
1: oh my gosh wow <laughs> holy smoke
2: i know every every day we're like he's on his last leg and still he keeps going so here's he's our miracle dog so we have three golden retrievers as a result and so- they're just awesome and i, I agree will really be sad when he's gone
1: yeah. So, um, Kathy, g- Giggly Kathy, you <laughs> are you smiling, Kathy. Mm-hmm. So back then when you, mm-hmm. you walked out of that J-O-B, um, what did you do mm-hmm. at first? Did you have any idea? Did you even know what a VA was?
2: I did not know what a VA was. I'd never heard of it before. And Jim, by the way, most people today still haven't heard of it.
1: Yeah, they think it's most, like I Veterans did, Administration.
2: Exactly. I cannot even tell you the number of emails I get saying, Hey, I would like to work with the veterans administration. And I'm like, that's not me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I didn't even know what it was. What I ended up doing was my husband who also was working at that company. He's older than me. And so he was able to take early retirement and he started working. Um, this was telecommunications. So he started working as an independent contractor for telecommunications around Canada and the U S and so I began traveling with him. And as I did that, um, we would be moved f- for six months to one place, six months to another place. And I got online and found our homes to either rent or purchase as we made those transitions. Ah. And of course, I started seeing all the real estate agents websites and um, because I am a chatty Kathy, I would say, "Hey, I've seen this other person's website that looks really awesome and has all this stuff on it. You could really make more money doing this." And one of them said to me, "Well, why don't you get to work for me?" And I'm like, "Oh, I could do that." And he's the one that told me, "Okay, I want to hire you as a virtual assistant." And I was like, "A oh, what?
1: Well, where's my <laughs> and vacation and, and all the? <laughs> where's my vacation and benefits, <laughs> right?" <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So that was my start, and then I um, realized that I could make a really good living doing this. Telecommunications market dropped to nothing. My husband didn't have any more work, and we already owned this tiny little cabin in the middle of a national forest. We were grandfathered in. This was my husband's family's 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 for generation that we had bought from them. And I said, let's move to that tiny house, and I'm going to build this business. And my husband said there is no way that's going to work. We're going to hate it. And I said, give me six months mm. and three months in my husband said, I want to my ashes to be uh, strewn here on the river. Cause we live on a Missouri. Oh my Ozark gosh. River. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, I may have missed it, but I don't, I didn't see any, yeah, I didn't see any pictures on your uh, about me page, but I see your husband, your husband in the river with one of your six grandkids, but man, uh, anyway, so you, so you were introduced to the world of 1099 subcontractors, which is a, the technical definition, I guess, of a, of a VA term we throw around. That's right. Right. So you started working in the uh, real estate business. And then when did you, did you just take on more clients? Cause you figured out, well, why just have one?
2: Yeah. So, um, Jim, the big mistake that I made, um, was I had this, I didn't even realize it at the time. I had this ego because I had 20 years at this huge company. I was a Mm -hmm. marketing manager. I had an MBA. So I decided I wasn't going to call myself a VA. I call myself a marketing consultant. Okay. And other than this client that just happened to hire me, guess how many more clients I got? Zero exactly right (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't want a consultant they wanted somebody to actually do the work yep and once i figured that out and i said what why did i care what the title was yes i'm your va and i fortunately hired a coach who knew how to price services like that i quickly went to where i was earning 75 dollars an hour doing marketing for real estate agents all across the U S wow. and I had a waiting list of clients and 70 clients of my own. And I had a team of five VAs doing the work and I had trained them for free. And I thought, why am I training these people for free? <laughs> I should charge for this. And that's when I started charging um, to train people.
1: So you created another revenue stream in addition to your virtual assistant business, and started teaching That's other right. people how to have a virtual assistant. How did that go? Did you go out and how did you initially sell that? Did you go put on your own seminars? Did you do webinars?
2: Um, how did I sell the training program or the VA? Yeah. How, well,
1: how did people become aware of it, and how did they take the take start taking your training programs?
2: Um, so it was really slow in the beginning because. Mm, You know, every different thing that you sell, um, every different person you uh, target market you sell to is really so different. So I had to figure out how to sell that. And uh, the the world changes so fast now. In the beginning, once I figured out how to sell it, I sold it via Facebook ads, um, discover calls and, you know, that typical stuff. Well, uh, that would work for one or two years. And now things don't even work for six months. So I'm constantly having to switch up now how to get new people in but um sales funnels yeah. bottom line Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um what what do you think is the biggest challenge to somebody becoming a virtual assistant i know i saw on your blog you had something about um confidence do you find that like the biggest uh impediment to somebody growing and actually charging what they're
2: worth yeah jim um women especially women um age 45 and up, they have a very difficult time uh, understanding their own value. They undervalue themselves. I mean, it's literally epidemic level, how much they undervalue themselves. They don't think they have any skills. They don't think they have anything that's marketable. They don't think they're an expert at anything. So overcoming that and helping them see what all they already know how to do, how good they already are at what they do, and that they don't need to take any new skills training is the number one challenge I have. That skills training is very sexy. People think if I learn how to run Infusionsoft, I'm going to make a whole lot of money. No, you won't, because nobody will know you're out there. Yep. So, so do you, do you um, teach them marketing teach, along with, I, I'm
1: sorry to interrupt, do you teach marketing along with yes. mindset,
2: Kathy? I do. I absolutely do. And I, you know, I interviewed my clients and ask them, what is it that you feel like you need? And what they told me was, I want to know how to find, get and keep clients. So instead of saying, I'm going to teach how to market or how to sell, I use their words and I tell them, I'm going to teach them how to find and get and keep clients. And they get very excited about that.
1: Very cool. What's a big challenge? um, Well, let me correct my bad grammar there. How much of a challenge is it working with at home when you have children? Because they want to come in and get mommy to make them a sandwich or whatever. And you're in your uh, home office somewhere.
2: Yeah. So before COVID, um, you know, it was a challenge, but you could manage it. After COVID, the level of challenge just escalated drastically because of the homeschooling crisis. And so now, in addition to those moms needing to run their business, um, be a mom, they're also having to be a school teacher. And that just tipped everything over. So a lot of moms who have like four kids, um, they've had to cut back on the amount of work that they do as a virtual assistant. And the nice thing is they are able to do that because you know they're their own boss and they can do that. And all they have to do is go to their um, people they're working with and say, here's my situation. I would love to keep working with you, but I can only offer you this many hours or this much of a project that I can do for you each month. And I don't know about anybody else, but I have been very willing to work with people at that level because you know they're really good at what they do And, you know, I can bring on another virtual assistant to fill that gap when needed.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I'd rather not have all my eggs in one basket, say an old expression. But, um, yeah, Yeah. I'm a big fan of having multiple people, especially cross-trained.
2: Yes, exactly. That is exactly what I do. So, for example, I use a system called Kajabi. I have at all times, I have a minimum of four people who who are at different levels of knowing how to run that program. So that if one is out sick or needs to cut back or whatever, I already have others in line that have been trained or are being trained.
1: That's awesome. What do you think the top three traits are for high paying clients? What What are high paying clients looking for in a virtual assistant?
2: Okay, so it's the three P's. They want a problem solver. Don't come to me as um, your client and ask me how to solve a problem. Solve it. If you need my assistance, come to me with your top one to three ways to solve it and why those are your top. And I'll choose one. So problem solver. Proactive. Proactive is if you see something that you can um, that I can do that can save me money or earn more mo- help me earn more money. Let me know about it. So an example of that is my VA Lori. She has run Kajabi and Active Campaign for me for several years. And she came to me when Kajabi added on email marketing and said, you're paying a thousand a month for active campaign. We can move all of that to Kajabi and you can save a thousand a month. I can't even tell you how excited I was about that one. That's so a big proactive. one. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And then finally, and this is going to seem generic, but it's not professional. And what do I mean by that? They are the ones that already have a contract that they can send to you when, they, when you're hired. They don't give you homework to do like, well, would you send me a contract? Um, they, they know how to keep, they know how to invoice, they know how to do everything on deadline and really keep you organized rather than you having to do stuff for them. So that's the three P's, professional, problem-solving, proactive. And by Love the way, it. that proactive, that ends up being a profit generator for you.
1: Yep. Um, what are some of the mistakes you've seen virtual assistants make, Kathy, as they kind of start their new, their new business?
2: Mm-hmm. So then, uh, I kind of already mentioned the number one, which is that they focus on learning skills rather than actually just getting out there and getting work. Um, they all want to make money, but they're scared to do that. So when they remain a generalist or they just keep taking skills, training, skills, training, skills, training, because the way you're going to really learn is by getting that first client and working. So that's the number one mistake that VAs make. And then the number two mistake is if they don't meet deadlines. If they don't meet deadlines, they might as well just hang up their shingle right now.
1: Forget about it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you mentioned generalists and then, you know, so the opposite of that is a specialist. Mm-hmm. When somebody comes to you, right. do, they, do they typically have an idea what they want to do? Like, oh, look, I'm good at Excel or I'm good at this or I'm good at that. Or they say, I'd love to be a VA. How do I get started? Like, how do most people come to your yeah. uh, training program?
2: Most people don't even know what a VA is, just like mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, still they don't because, you know, it, this is the hidden gym. If you're a business owner and you know about VAs and you're using them, congratulations, you're ahead of the game. Um, if you, if you already are working as a VA, congratulations, you're ahead of the game. Um, because most people really don't know what they do. Obviously you do, you've worked with many of them yourself. Um, so what I do Jim, for business owners, because I know this is I do a free VA matchmaking session. So I have a conversation or somebody on my team does, I can't always fit everybody in that comes to me quickly. And we do this for free, have a 30 minute conversation with anybody who's thinking about hiring a VA and help them think through what it is they feel like they need the most help with anything. I always go now, tell me everything else that you think, well, I'm not sure a VA does this. Just dump it all on me. And when, after we do that, then I help them identify their uh, top priorities and where to get started and who they might need as either a specialist or a generalist, depending on how much they want to pay and what it is they really need. So that's what I do to help business owners um, Uh, quickly uh, understand how to hire.
1: Wonderful. Kathy, do you find, I mean, are most VAs women? Do you train men also? Or um, I I have a feeling not to be sexist. I have a feeling it's about 95% women. (laughs)
2: you, you nailed it. It is yeah. 95% women, Absolutely. Okay. Um, now I will tell you since COVID, a few more men have raised their hand and said they're interested. Uh, and again, my best guess on this, I mean, I've been in this industry and this is all I've done since 2001. And I believe women really love being in that support role and men, they don't think of themselves as being that support role. Think think of themselves more as being that leader that head of the group. And unfortunately that's kind of a little bit of a miss for men, because um, what, what have you seen different since 2000?
1: Business? Right. Yeah,
2: sorry. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm just curious if you've, so in 2001, the VA business compared to 2021, good Lord, 2021, what, what, what businesses <laughs> other than technology and things like that have you seen big changes or not?
2: So, um back in i don't know exactly how big the industry was back in 2001 but i'm going to guess that it was probably about a million dollar maybe 5 million dollar industry okay um maybe, maybe even 10 million um right before covid hit it was a 1 billion dollar industry today it's a 1 trillion dollar industry
1: are you kidding me that's incredible not-
2: yes it has grown that rapidly since covid but i mean think about it the whole world went virtual yes um the people that had already gone through my training program and already had clients i suggested to them that they reach out to all their clients and say i'm here for you how can i help you if you're not already online get online or if you are online uh, pump up that online because companies that aren't online now they're failing And those that have gotten online and you might think well not all companies can get online one of the uh, virtual assistants in my program her name's Kate she had a construction company as a client they got online and they are doing very well.
1: Wow how many of your um, VAs that you train are kind of what you might consider a generalist versus a specialist and I guess you know a generalist for, for those wondering what I mean by that, suppose you're, you're an admin or, um, maybe do some marketing support with social media versus specialists who has, you know, either does sales or does data entry. I don't know, but you know what I mean? How many, how many have a focused niche? Yeah.
2: Okay. So a generalist is, as you mentioned, somebody who can do just a little bit of everything. Okay. They, they haven't, um, specialized in any one particular area so let me give you an example social media marketing they can post little things on facebook on linkedin on twitter a specialist would dive deeper in one of those areas so for example they would become a linkedin marketing specialist and they would really understand how to get you leads on linkedin so that's just one example of a specialist versus a generalist
1: Got it. Um, Man, I could talk to you all day, but the clock dictates everything. Uh, How can people connect with you? I'm sure you probably have 100 websites for all your different programs, but you can give one or two. And um, please share that now.
2: Okay, so I'm just going to give one because Uh I have a special page set up for you. And it is, (laughs) it's (laughs) virtual, virtual virtualexperttraining.com forward slash db are isn't that
1: something (laughs) very good okay i'll make sure that's in the show notes as well when we when we announce the show kathy what a what a pleasure talking with you from um what two two degrees and and a bunch of snow out in the middle of the out in the middle of the woods
2: (laughs) yeah yeah and you on your boat all uh happy and sunny I uh, I'm I'm jealous. And I, yeah, thank you so much, Jim. I really appreciate it.
1: I was thinking when uh, we temporarily got disconnected there, maybe the snow fell and it crushed your landline or something. I don't know. So <laughs> glad you're okay. It
2: probably has. I, I use satellite internet. Do you?
1: Um, you no, I just, I have portable, I use hotspots basically. So a number of different okay. styles, which is how I stay connected. Okay.
2: So. Well, I use satellite and it gets covered up with snow. So all right, that's probably well, what happened.
1: Kathy, a great pleasure talking with you. Everybody go to virtualexperttraining.com forward slash DBR and you can connect with her there. And thank you so much, Kathy.
2: Thanks, Jim. Bye.
1: Hey folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Kathy uh, Guggenauer. There, I did it again. Kathy Guggenauer. And um, if you're connected with me on this podcast only, you can fix that by going to getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in the Dream Business Mastermind, which is a very smart decision on your part, that is Dream Biz Coaching, coaching dreambizcoaching.com. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, and you
0: take good care.